Tim doesn't have a face. His name's Thorm. Thorm Hornson. Tim Hansen. Thorm Hornson. Yeah. I like that. AI Tim is Thorm. No, Thorm is normal. Tim Hansen is the AI version. Then who's Tom? Which version of Tim is Tom? Um, that's the Reddit version. Mm. Or the or the 4chan version, whichever. I think Tom Tom Hansen is uh, the one who actually adapts to using X and not Reddit. Ah. Disagree. <laughs> there's, there's no universe. <laughs> there's no universe where we adopt X as is. Welcome to Brose. My name is Matt Casnell, and joining me as they always do are my bros. From Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hi, everyone. From Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And from King of Prussia, Pennsylvania, if Pyros and Crips all got along, they'd probably gun them down by the end of this song. It's Mr. Tim Hansen. Brat, brat. Every time he's in the street, he hears yak, 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 yak. Yeah, I don't, I don't know this. Find to shoot somebody up. I'm gonna do this every day. See if by the God, end get of my the, three se- the three episodes, you guys can guess uh, which which rapper, what the connecting thread is between the three. It's not. All, I, I guess I should. I'm not gonna do that. <laughs> that is effort I am not putting in. One of the most famous I'm, MCs on the planet right now. I'm gonna be 100 percent honest. I completely forgot what you said for the first session. So. <laughs> it's he. He was. He performed at the Super Bowl recently. Snoop Dogg. No, wasn't that okay. the weekend? Okay. I'm not gonna tell you. No, there was session. like that. That, oh, okay. that doesn't that that doesn't count because there was a million rappers that performed at the Super Bowl last year. There was five. Wasn't it? Wasn't First, it? Like, that was that two was, years is ago. Is it Kendrick Second Lamar? Was like five. What's that? Is it Kendrick is it? Lamar? I don't I mean, okay. fucking know. I'm asking. <laughs> I mean, okay. I'll tell you at the end of the next session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, we'll episode. find out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a teaser. We'll one more. Yeah, it's called a tease, man. All right. Anyway, now that I've introduced a new game without telling you guys. Uh, <laughs> here's a new game. Where is what we're doing? Welcome to the Bros. A podcast, available on all major podcasting platforms. Here's the premise of our show. It's not just that, the, the rap game thing uh we're four bros in each que- each session each episode we bring a question to the table for our bros to consider it could be about anything it could be about current events popular culture it could be about uh you know a deep emotional question we had lately it could be about life the universe or anything but whatever question we ask and answer we do so with a glass of wine and a touch of mirth but we want your questions as well. You out there in listener land, we took your questions almost exclusively for nearly four years, and we'd love to continue to get those. So if you have a question you want us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But first, we've got to discuss what we're drinking tonight. Tim Hansen, let's start with you. What are you drinking this evening? I am drinking a 2021 Pinot Noir from the Sonoma Coast called Educated Guess. Um, my hypothesis is there were some nerds in the naming process. Um, and my conclusion is they didn't know how to make a good wine. 
Slam. <laughs> it is. It's not bad, but it's definitely not good. Um, the flavor has opened up a little bit, but not in a good way. I still don't taste any of the berry notes that I'm supposed to be getting. Um, and, and the the mouthfeel of that, like feeling like water, is still pretty much the same. So it's just like I now can tell it's alcoholic, and that's about the extent of what has changed. Um, so I will never buy this again. And uh, yep, that it. That it. That it. That it. That it. Rich Sweeten, what are you drinking? I am drinking a bottle of Jersey Peach. It's a peach wine. Um, it tastes like peach. Uh, very, very peachy, very sweet. Um, I don't know what the ABV is. Nine uh, percent, so it's not gonna, it's not gonna make you toasted. So it's pretty good. If you like peach, you'll Toasty. like it. Fourteen point five. Packing a wallop. Sean O'Brien, it's your birthday, kind of. It's around kind your birthday, of. ballpark in your birthday. Ballpark in the birthday. I'm drinking uh, Victory Summer Love Golden Ale, 5.2 alcohol bro volume. Uh, and it is fine. It's a pretty it's pretty decent in the summer. It's currently the dead of winter. It's so... Yeah. It's, it's about as cold as it's been in the <laughs> yeah. 12 months. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so maybe not for right now, but hmm. I'm going to have... Next session, I'm going to have a whiskey to warm me up. Nice. At the end. Excellent. Dude, good good whiskey bourbon weather. I am drinking Merry Christmas Red from Bellevue Winery. It has, oh, God damn, I just killed my ears. It has Santa Claus on the label. Hello to that old father Christmas himself. Oh, 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 oh. Uh, that's him right there. Old man Christmas right there on the front. It is a good red. It's a nice deep red. Uh, it's got a blend of red grapes, uh, blended into it. It's, it's, it's solid. It's a solid red. Let me, let me take another sip. See if I can give you any more detail on this. I can't. No, it's, um, it's, <laughs> it's pretty good. Uh, it's, it's a solid red, uh, very, very deep, not particularly sweet, which is really all I'm going for at this point with my red wine. As long as it's not like overwhelmingly sweet, I'm in. Like, just give me a nice, mm-hmm. you know, smooth, deep feel. Like, yeah, give me a nice dry red. That's what I'm going for, especially in the dead of winter. I don't need something super sweet and sugary. Give me, give me a nice dry red. And that's what this is. All right. We do have another listener question for this session, guys. I read the last one. Do you, any of you guys want to read this one? It's in our email, in our inbox. Uh, Sean, do you want to read this one? Sure, I'll read this one. This one is subject line question for the pros slash bros. Hey, bros. My speech therapist friend and I are working on starting a podcast about neurodiversity affirming practices. Any advice for getting started from Mary? Oh, You've Mary. come to the right place. <laughs> Let uh, me tell wh- you. <clears throat> get get unpaid help to collect all the questions that people have for you and send them to you secretively. I think that's a good advice for her. her I'll her do guest. it. Lock in a half decade long commitment for that, too, if you could. Yeah, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> At that point, I would be doing more work for her podcast than I do for ours. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so certainly that. Um 
All right, Sean. So give me some insight here. Is, is Mary, because Mary, Mary's a very smart person. Is Mary genuinely looking for help on this or is this for, for funsies? You can be both. <laughs> cool. All Two right. things can be true. <laughs> Two things can be true. All right. Got it. So um, I, I think yeah. gen- genuinely, I would say uh, like do an episode zero, like one that you're not going to release. And then you can kind of listen back to it and see what works, what doesn't. You can get like your editing together because I'm assuming this is going to be an educational podcast. So you're not just like you might, it might be like conversational in nature, but like there's always going to be a point. So I think if you figure out how you get to kind of like feel each other out and see mm-hmm. how much preparation you need beforehand to make it flow naturally. You know? Yeah. I agree. Cause I feel like, especially uh, with our podcast content, it, it, it doesn't, we, the, the, at least three of us might not be the best to answer this question. Matt, you and Alex had a fairly successful podcast in the taste fakers where you guys did a lot of research and a lot of looking into things. And so, Maybe mm-hmm. dive into what it took to do that and how much time you had to dedicate per episode and things like too that. Much. Uh, it took too much. Uh, very, very, like, I love doing taste figures. It took too much time. Uh, it was one of those. It was one of those situations where, um, where fr- frankly, the only reason we haven't gotten back into it is because of the time commitment it took, not just for the preparation but the editing. But what I would say uh, from that experience, because I'm, I'm very genuinely not that i'm not proud of rosé because i am but i'm very genuinely proud of the work that we did on taste fakers uh those eight episodes uh definitely especially for something like this where you're gonna be teaching somebody something um a over prepare come with more notes at the beginning because it's much easier to scale back as you say if if sean if you're doing like an episode zero for example Mm -hmm. over structure at the beginning because it's easier to over structure and then pull it back a little bit and you know, allow things to flow a little bit more. That's basically what happened when Alex and I did Taste Fakers, which is like the first episode I practiced for seriously walking around my house for weeks, practicing like specific bits that I wanted to do and specific lines that I wanted to get off and specific graphs that I wanted to read on the show. And by the seventh or eighth episode, like I had just as many notes as I was taking at the beginning, but I was like, I was letting myself a little more freedom to just speak. Uh, So start with that. And, and start with over-structure, over-research, and then pull it back, especially on a subject like this where you've got plenty of expertise, but your listeners might not. Um, and that would be the second thing is like, uh, especially for something like this where it's about neurodiversity-affirming practices, you probably will have people – I assume you will have – most people who are listening to this are going to be people who are already interested in the subject or in the field anyway. Um, but you might not. Um, that does, you know, feel free to like say, hey – for the sake of anybody who doesn't know, explain over explain a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. Um, feel free to let, you know, define they don't assume that everybody knows the jargon or anything like that. Um, and then most importantly, buy a $4,000 microphone. No, uh, <laughs> do not. The, the, the sound quality is nice and it is good to have something that sounds good. Um, but I think because of the lower barrier to entry on podcasting, it seems like there's almost like an aesthetic benefit to something that's not as professionally done or sounding. Like I hear a lot of like very, 
you know, popular, very well-renowned and sponsored podcast nowadays where there's just like, I'm listening, I'm like, oh, there's a ton of room sound here. Oh, this guy mm-hmm. is just you know, way away from the microphone, like no microphone etiquette or anything like that. It doesn't matter. The content's really good. Uh, it's just not as important to people these days. So like that, that stuff, don't worry about that unless you, you know, you find yourself going like, uh, I need this to sound better than it does. But don't worry about the, the, the quality of the microphone up front. You know, as long as you got a decent baseline, you know, the, the content is what people are there for. So <laughs> those are the three. And then obviously get hammered every single episode. That helps yeah. immensely. Yeah. Woo! Oh, well. no, nothing, nothing better than drunk people talking about neurodivergence. It, it, like, it totally works. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I would, I would add to that, uh, similar to what you said, Matt. Over prepare, um, but I would say over prepare, but don't over rehearse, um, or don't over script. Make it a conversation. Make whatever you're doing a conversation. You can have bullet points that you want to get to. But make sure it flows and make sure it just works together and don't don't make it to where you have to reach a certain point. Don't force yourself to get everything out there. Just make sure that the important stuff is it down out there, but everything else, just make sure it flows with the conversation. I would say fr- from the public speaking classes that I took and fucking aced, um, figure out what works for you. Because whereas I'm very much kind of like in Richie, what Richie was describing, a, here's the bullet points, but I will figure this, this out and not over rehearse it. But like, I have an idea of what I want to do. So it feels natural. But there are also people that it's like, no, I need this scripted out because that's what works for me. So I think the session zero that Sean was describing is an excellent idea. Um, if you don't already know that for yourself or for your speech therapist friend, um, I'm just genuinely excited to listen mm-hmm. uh, because most of what I know of neurodiversity is either it <laughs> living with my wife or my brother uh, growing up in their ADHD uh, or just like random things I've seen on the internet. So um, I mean, I'm, I'm genuinely interested in, in learning more and actual information and not just internet information. <laughs> Um, not not TikTok just telling me that ADHD is now called Dave. Um, so I, I'm genuinely excited. Dave? Uh, and That's what it's called? Dave? It's, uh, yeah, it's people making the joke. And I can't remember what Dave actually stands for. Because uh, I don't care enough to look it up. But <laughs> I thought it was very fitting. And I was like, I know a Canadian that this fits perfectly. Hmm. Um yeah, I mean, um, session zero is a great idea. Um, figuring out o- over prepare as far as like have the information there for it, um, and then figure out which either over either scripting or bullet points what actually works yeah. best for you. Um, if this is an educational thing, I would actually disagree that you don't want to hit all the points. Um, if you really want this to be a educational and making sure people are well informed, then hitting all the points is kind of important um because otherwise half informed is usually worse than not informed at all because people just go off the wall um or make assumptions and be like i know everything now it's like no sweetie simmer down (laughs) and i mean it depends Um, on it depends on the type of show you're doing too like if you're doing yeah just the two you sit down talking about practices 
then yeah, like you, you, you're, you're more likely to go off script a little bit. You want some bullet points. You want to overexplain. If you're doing like a, like a radio lab style show or, you know, mm-hmm. like something that's a little bit more structured and like you've got segments, you're editing it here. Here's where we're inserting this part or this clip from a speech or this clip from a forum that we were at, you know, then you might, you might overstructure the show in that sense. And it'll work out just fine because you need it to be structured because you're planning on like, yeah. I'm going to drop this clip here in a certain spot and you know we have to we have to hit this point it depends on how much post editing you're doing um practice not doing um and ah a whole lot uh because that was another thing we did on tape um. we wound up spending a ton of time editing out all the ums and ahs and the breath noises and everything like that because we wanted mm-hmm. it to sound really good and here it's you know hey again we're doing like a more free a free-flowing conversation that occasionally touches on mature subjects that uh Crazy. Yeah, doesn't matter much but like if you want to do something that's you know, professional sounding or whatever you, you know, limit the ums and ahs. Um, oh, and one other thing. Um, if you don't want to pay for an XML feed or an SMS feed up front, SMS. Yeah. You know, if you don't want to pay for a feed up front, uh, internet archive.org, uh, you can upload episodes for free. Uh, it is a 100% free resource. You can upload podcast episodes to there. The only trouble will be that you can't, um, export it to iTunes. Uh, you can't you do can, it that way. But if you don't want to pay for anything you up can, front, you can do that. You can also just post it onto YouTube. As, just have a blank background and post it onto YouTube. And this is your podcast. And if it gets enough traction, you can then export it into another more audio medium. Um, I know there's a lot also of, Spotify for podcasters, which has a lot of recording features. So you don't have to make a new email every time you want to use Zencaster. Um, yeah. or, or something along those lines. I, I've I have multiple podcasts that I listen to that use that. That it's like, it's great for the recording itself. It's great for editing, and also, it's already Spotify. So, bam, and it's completely free. Yeah. So, but don't, don't options have a but don't get, don't have a song stuck in your head when you start recording, or you'll get uh, copyright struck. <laughs> Spotify knows. Crazy. I know. Uh, hope that helps. We're very interested in listening to the show, man. Yeah. Oh yes. I also just brings a tear to my eye. One more very boilerplate thing. I think one of one or both of you should learn how to basically edit, especially in the beginning, because, like full disclosure, when Mary brought this up to me, I was like, "Oh, I would love to edit the podcast because I know how to, and that's nice." But like, on the off chance that either somebody is unable to do it. Or you just want more control over what's going out. Uh, it's it's just good to know. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. in, in in a worst case scenario, you're not, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. consist consistency it's, is one of those things. That you should it, it's it's also difficult having somebody else edit something that doesn't have a lot of background to it. A me- meaning like if if we were to have if Tess were to have edited Rose episode one it might be different than what Tess is doing with editing Rose episode 91 because she would have been editing from the get-go. She would have put her own thing, whereas we had our spin on it and she's just trying to make it similar to that. So if you have an idea of how you want the show to go, to try to edit it yourself a few times so that you know this is how you want it to sound, this is how you want it to be, and then this way if you do bring on a future editor, they can hear that and maybe make it better or... Um, alter it a little bit to, to make it flow more. Yeah. Good luck on the podcast. Yeah. But good luck. Man. Good luck. Bon chance.
my wife. Excited my wife. His wife. Your wife. wife. His wife making a podcast. All right. <laughs> Who's got a question? I've forgotten my question over the course of this conversation. <laughs> Ouch. Okay. Uh, I think I've got one here. Okay, pull it back up. Um, all right. Here we go. Is a quesadilla a pizza? Is a quesadilla a pizza? It's a calzone. No. <laughs> Let me pull up cube theory. I mean, technically, me? it's no, 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 a sandwich. I don't care what technically says. I want to know what Tim Hansen says. <laughs> I say it's delicious, and also, no, it's not a fucking pizza. No. All right. Give me your it's an open face quesadilla. Hmm? Here's oh. here's my re- my follow up is is a pizza an open face quesadilla? No, it's a pizza. No, it's a. It's a... Please, let, please let explain. The man speak. Let the man yeah. speak. <laughs> I refuse. Fuck that. Your question I reject on its premise alone. Char- Char- Charlie here's, and here's... the bananas. Please explain. Charlie, well, hold on. That is insane. <laughs> Charlie and the bananas made no sense whatsoever. As a question, who is the what is the nickelback of bananas is not the same thing as, as a quesadilla. I, I, I love that I got to have that conversation with him in person. Yeah, <laughs> last weekend multiple times. Did <laughs> it, it such make a any more up. sense after you no. you discussed it with him? Everyone involved is drunk. One of his uh, uh, one of his uh, boyfriend's partner boyfriend. I don't. They're dating, but I don't know if they're doing the boyfriend term yet. Uh, his roommates is like really passionate about bananas, but also uh, his the roommate's girlfriend can't eat bananas. Oof. So somehow, um, there's there's a uh, s- some controversy and a lot of conversations about bananas. And at some point, uh, Tyler had said something about um what's the nickelback of bananas kind of i think kind of as a joke and charlie was like this is great i want to so know of course he said write it to this us. down i want to know the story of the person who is passionate about bananas <laughs> <laughs> they, they contain multitudes just sit uh, down let me tell you about bananas yeah but uh, yeah, so that's pretty much the background is it was something that happened in conversation. And Charlie's like, I know some bros who need this question in their life. <laughs> oh, that's certainly true. Uh, all right. So the reason I bring up the quesadilla question is very simple. Uh, we have some frozen quesadillas my wife made a while back for my daughter. Uh, and when I pull it out, she identifies it as pizza. And oh. I cannot get her off of this. I say, no, it's quesadilla. I'm like, pizza. Uh, she doesn't know pizza. better. He's, Sounds he's, like bad parenting to me. It looks like a pizza, Tim. When you look at a quesadilla and you look at it sliced into six pieces with cheese on it. On it? Cheese oh, in it. But you can yeah. put cheese you, on top. You put cheese on the top? Well, you can put cheese on the top, A. But B... Well, well now it's a Mexican got, pizza. No, if you cut the pizza... No, 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 no. If you cut the, if you cut the quesadilla in six slices, you got to put the cheese on something. You don't just have a folded piece of bread and then the no, cheese gets the che- magicked inside. The cheese is on top of a part of a quesadilla, correct? 
No, the cheese well, is in inside. the middle of a it's quesadilla. In, it's enveloped. Yeah, yeah, okay, 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 yeah, yeah. It's in the it's middle f- of the quesadilla, and then the quesadilla is a big piece of bread, and it's on top of a piece of bread at the bottom, correct? It's enveloped. It's, it's inside. It's Ergo. inside. If it's anything, on it's on top. If of anything, bread. it's a taco. It's uh, no, no, no. A grilled <laughs> a, 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 a quesadilla is a grilled cheese. What what Matt is describing? Are you talking about a full circle, or are you talking about a semicircle? And it's just one. What tortilla. he's what Matt is saying is he has two tortillas. There's a t- tortilla on the bottom with cheese, tortilla on top, and then you griddle that. That's what okay, Matt is saying. Yeah, it's it's a grilled cheese. Right, Matt. That's got the edge on it too. It's a folded over, so you got big old yeah. tortilla. You yeah. layer cheese on top of the tortilla, and then you it's folded fold over, it over with fold one tortilla. It. Yeah. Ah, so fuck you, Richie. I was asking the right question. Um, it is one tortilla folded on itself. It's a taco. It is neither pizza. One one tortilla folded over to itself. Everything on the inside. It is a semicircular tortilla shaped thing. It's a, a taco. Cheese, it's a cheese taco. It's a cheese taco. Unless you put other stuff in it. Well, it's a taco. Being stupid. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Am I ever it's, not? It's, it's a taco. A taco's open feet. A taco's got an opening at the top. Surely, if it was closer to anything oh. Mexican, it would be a burrito. But the point like is not to compare. The, but the point, it, Tim. But you said there's that, an open edge with the cheese coming out. You said that. So if it's you just slice a, it, it into six pieces. Yes. Oh. yes do you fully do you fully enclose your ta- quesadilla? When you do you yeah. fully enclose your quesadilla? Yeah, you fully oh. enclose. So like, there is all, no open edge until you cut ever. it. First of all, I never fully enclose. I've never fully enclosed my quesadilla because I've never had. Then a it's a it's but, a calzone. Yeah. Yes. She she Slice your daughter six. is yeah. your daughter is very close. <laughs> she's she's almost the right, there. She's in the right family. Yeah. Of you need to guide her to like, the proper no, answer. I'm sorry, it's a calzone. A calzone. Gentle <laughs> parent into the correct answer. It's a Mexican. Yeah. Sorry, hon. It's a Mexican. I pat her on the head. I see you're being stupid. And then I. <laughs> I feel yeah. that you you are comfortable with this word, but mm. <laughs> yeah, for the same reason why I can't call it a jacket, uh, she wears a coat. She says, coat. I'm like, oh, can you put your jacket on? Then she looks at me like I've got nine heads, and I say, can you put your coat on? Yeah, and then she puts her coat on. Uh, synonyms synonyms are further down the line. We can't we can't do that now. Yeah, 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 I'm just trying to expand the comparisons outside of like. Yeah, we're all going like, oh, bur- if a quesadilla is closer to a burrito and a burrito you know, is really closer to a taco. They're all tortilla with cheese, meat, and vegetables. I'm trying to get outside of the Mexican uh, thing and try to compare it to something else. But it's like, a Mexican yes. pizza. <laughs> it's a Mexican yes, it's a calzone. Mexican pizza. Exactly. It's a Mexican pizza, which sounds like a euphemism. Mm. Mm. But I'm pretty anyway. sure taco is more of a euphemism than that. I said it sounds like a euphemism, Tim. <laughs> it's not the only euphemism. I'm working. Does it just sound like a euphemism because I said it? That's messed up. Not everything I say is a euphemism. You're a euphemism. Damn. Wow, he got you. Uh, Any other thoughts? (laughs) No. On this this great question that I came up with? (laughs) It's a a grilled cheese. A grilled cheese. I'm inclined to be closer to grilled cheese than pizza. I can get behind that. But I think it's close. Slice. Calzone is probably the right answer. Calzone is probably the right answer because it's like a cheese calzone. Forget the red sauce; it's just calzone. This is cheese inside. Then it would more so be a stromboli. 
Which one's which? I always forget. I get mixed up. Which I never one? know. I'm always wrong. <laughs> so, so, so Stromboli has one extra thing in it. I thought like meat. Stromboli is um. Stromboli is is it can just be cheese. Is, it, is uh, but Stromboli there, the there one occasionally that hangs from meat. the ceiling of Cal- the cave, and Calzone's the one that comes up from the bottom. <laughs> that's yeah. right. That's right. No. Uh, Cal- calzones usually have uh fricotta cheese in it as well so that's like uh, really the okay. the biggest difference is that calzone will have ricotta cheese and regular cheese whereas stromboli will have cheese and maybe meat or something or, or veggies in it mm. okay okay learn something new every day i'm not eating them uh <laughs> what who's who's got a question next What's the difference between a stromboli and a calza? Oh, we already went over this. Oh, I wasn't listening. Yeah. Stromboli is oh, a long God. boy. Mm-hmm. One is uh is a wave that goes up and down like this, and the other one is a wave that goes side to side like that. Oh, sine uh, and cosine. Uh, no, stromboli. And co- Were you listening, stromboli oh, and calza? No, <laughs> we don't listen to each other. My God. Tangent. Mm. No. We're not going on another tangent. Yeah, we don't have enough time. <laughs> Anyone with a question? Uh, uh, <laughs> so many questions, but listen, they're not. None of them are happy. And I'm trying that's, to. That's fine. Go that's for it, John. Fine. Go for it. It's okay. okay. I got plenty of one. Do you think that parents who leave drugs out and then their children get into it should be charged with murder? Absolutely. Yes. Manslaughter at a minimum, murder more likely. I mean, charged with murder and criminal negligence and uh, neglectful. Um, I'm, I'm saying all of this. I, I agree with all, yeah. everything you said after murder. Actually, because it's it yeah. like the On, only because murder, I think, implies intent. And I there don't, isn't... I don't, th- I do not, I cannot imagine a situation in well, which a, that's, like a drug right. addict is leaving it out on purpose to kill their kid. Yeah, yeah, that's why you're it's right. uh, manslaughter, yeah. Man- yeah. Manslaughter and criminal negligence, you're right, I th- you're right. I think I, think I was reading uh, uh, an article in which they were trying to charge, uh, like, somebody with murder, and I'm like, what they did is terrible, and what happened is the worst. And I'm sure that they feel absolutely horrendous. You know what I mean? Like, there's no, there can be no worse feeling than that. Being responsible for, for the death, for of, the a death child. of your child, your own child, mm-hmm. especially. But so, like, but murder, it just seemed, it seemed to imply intent. I'm like, I can't imagine. That sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad. But they should, they should for sure be. There need to be consequences, but oh I yeah, thought, I thought murder was a bit criminal a negligence for far. sure. Um, criminal negligence, I guess. I, I guess child endangerment, criminal negligence. Yeah, a lot of things. I mean, yeah, yeah. I guess there's. A, I mean, I'm trying to think of nuance to this. I'm not sure there is. Uh, is there? I, I, I don't know if there. If you want to put a parse the difference between pure recreational drugs and prescription medication. I, I mean, even then, like oh, you yeah. got a responsibility to, to put your, it's like, I mean, they're in my head, there's a difference between leaving out your, your 
cocaine or your 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 recreational drugs versus mm-hmm. like I don't know. I was I was taking my my daily pills and I forgot to put them away. My kid got into them or something like that. It's still negligence. That's the, the ultimate thing. Is that it's still mm-hmm. ultimately negligence. I it, you know judgmentally I feel a certain kind of way about it being somebody who needs to take the drugs to live or to have a better quality of life versus like I'm just screwing around and leaving my drugs out. But I think from a perspective of the law, it's probably still criminal negligence and involuntary manslaughter. I, I for, would say for, so. For the record, uh, third degree murder does uh, is for unintentional murder and is considered more serious than manslaughter and involuntary manslaughter. So ah. there is a case that murder can still be unintentional. I don't know how that's differentiated. I know first degree and second degree do require intent. Uh, My guess, if I had to completely hazard a guess, because you know I'm a lawyer, uh, perhaps you meant to hurt, third degree murder is you perhaps meant to hurt somebody very badly and then you ended up killing him by accident? Yeah. Mm, Like that one dude who punched the cashier so hard that he died? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. I was an intent I, I still think voluntary manslaughter manslaughter still fits the bill a little bit better than yeah third degree murder. But uh, yeah. Yeah, there's the, there's the ill will or malice, but you were not intending to murder. Your intent was not to murder, just cause some form of harm or impact. Was but murder happened that, anyway. Was there something that you read that brought this up, Sean, or something? A story? Yeah, it was. It was. Saw? It was no. It was just an art. It was like the headline of an article. It was like a woman was going to be charged with murder for leaving drugs out. And I was like, is that right? And I was like, or not, is that right? I was like, is it like, what is Yeah. Or I mean, testing the waters. (laughs) It's, it sounds, it sounds like there is a, unless there are, is mitigating circumstances or information that do provide that it was like, it was left out thinking that something could happen. Um, which maybe not to the kid, but to someone. Yeah, no, it still sounds like manslaughter because there is no ill intent, just fucking negligence. Yeah, full negligence, like uh, an obscene amount of yeah. negligence. So, based on my very rudimentary, quick understanding of what third degree murder <laughs> entails, uh, I would say no. Okay, and I would, I would also this say that there's, there's probably there's no there's like no right a- answer to this. I'm just wondering. Mm-hmm. I think there's also a difference between like I've studied the case law and here's what I'd say because I'm sure there's like examples like okay somebody left a knife out and kid mm-hmm. accidentally hurt themselves with it to the point where they were fatally wounded or somebody left a gun out or something like that and, you know we, we've had this discussion before like you know if parents have a gun in the house and the kid dipped their hands on it how responsible is the parent you know things like that like I'm sure there is like a there's the answer of like here's the case law. Here is the the precedent that's been set based on X, Y, and Z situation where a parent has left something dangerous out and their kid's gotten a hold of it and it's end up, you know, killing themselves or killing somebody else. And then there's the like what seems right. <laughs> the the you know, because we're not lawyers. The, we're, the moral we're position. Citizens. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The smell test, uh, a little bit. And I would say the smell test for me is yeah, you leave you leave a substance like that out in arm's reach of a dependent, somebody who is, you know, doesn't know any better looking to you for guidance as a parent. Yeah. You probably deserve consequences for that because parenting is a responsibility. You're, you're responsible for this person's life and you did something that put them in danger to the point where they actually, you know, ended that life. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So, you you were right. That was sad. Yeah, I don't have any. Yeah. I don't have any happy ones. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the least sad. <laughs> Damn. Now I'm curious. I'm just yeah. happy birthday, Sean. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> this is two days after your birthday. Let's be Sweet. sad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. I think Rich, you're your last one up, right? Is it just me, or is there anyone else? Tim? No, no it's got to be just you, right? No, no, Tim, you didn't ask one either, did you? <laughs> oh, because he no. asked the Stromboli calzone question. <laughs> yeah, yeah it's because, I, because, because I said that I forgot what my question was. Uh-huh. All right. Have you remembered? So, Rich, now? you go first, and hopefully I figure one out. <laughs> I mean, the... Uh, fine. I, I, I don't really know if you guys are going to want to answer this question. Um, but I love it. Yo, 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 yo. So, Sean, this is going to be a real bummer. If it's blue or purple, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And so, to to, zero scales to roll back the curtain a little bit, um, us at the Brose podcast have been a podcast. We've we've been a podcast for what was it? What did we say? Five years, six years, seven years, something like that, roughly. Um, and pre-pandemic, we used to get together all the time. At one point, Sean, me, and you were getting together every Tuesday for mm-hmm. for uh, 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 Pizza Tuesday. Uh, Matt, me, and you, we'd watch like the football games almost every weekend and whatnot. But since Go pandemic, birds. we haven't been able to get together, and so I've I've missed our conversations. So a lot of my questions are lately just kind of questions of of or of more of like, hey, here's the thing that happened to me. I want to talk about it with you. Is, but we don't get to see each other's outside of the podcast, so it's just going to be, hey, here's something that happened to me. I'm going to talk to you about it on the podcast. Um, so my question gen- is generally, when was there a recent moment that you felt the most vulnerable? What did you do in those instances, and how did you deal with it? How did you react to your feelings of vulnerability? And this is why I was like, I don't know if you guys are going to want to answer. And I'll explain my situation first. Don't don't do, I'll do my situation first so in case my terminology like vulnerability or whatever is not the right way to put it. Um, but basically, over the past few months, I've I've been talking. I had been telling you guys that I've been talking to someone who lives in Louisiana. Uh, unfortunately, over the past like couple of weeks, our communication hasn't really worked out very well. They've been super busy. Uh, they haven't been able to. They've been dealing with a lot of stuff, and so we have not been able to actually talk. Um, leaning into this past Saturday, uh, I woke up and I was just in a bad head space to start with. And then I hadn't heard from them in a few days. I felt like maybe they were avoiding me and trying not to talk to me, trying not to do anything with me. And so, uh, and then Chase was just being a, a jerk. Uh, my dog Chase was just being a jerk all morning. And as I'm getting ready to leave, to go to Pax Unplugged, there were two people parked in front of my driveway. Um, one person was sitting in their driveway. The other person was parked just on the edge enough to where, like, I could squeeze out. And I just, I'm just set off at this point. I've had the worst couple of weeks. I, mentally, emotionally, I've just been drained. 
And so, like, I'm getting mad. And this person comes out, and he starts yelling at me. Like, I'm, like, I'm waving at them, move your car. And the dude gets out of his car. He's like, whoa, what do you... I'm like, can you move your car? You're in my driveway. We get into a yelling match. He's saying I'm disrespecting him by yelling at him. I'm telling him he's disrespecting me by parking in front of my driveway. He's returning back. I didn't know it was your driveway. Anyway, it all turns into the... I am about to explode. I am near tears, my fists are balled up, and I'm like, guy, I'm just leave, because I'm about to deck you. And I get in my car and I drive away. Um, and as I get to this, and this was me, I, this was at my, at that time, my lowest. I was like, feeling like no one cared. And no one wanted to talk to me, no one wanted to have anything to do with me. I almost just went back inside and went right to bed and didn't even go to PAX. And I had a busy day at PAX that day. Um, so I texted my friend and I was like, Hey, I'm in a really bad space right now. And I feel like you're avoiding me. And I just left it at that. They eventually responded back and said that they're not avoiding me. They've just been busy and that they're sorry and blah, blah, blah. I told them that they didn't have to apologize and things have gotten better. However, again, they've been, we're adults and they've been busy. And so we haven't really been able to communicate and whatnot. Uh, and so it's just been tough still. Um, but it's just like, I, you know, no surprise everyone else here. I have anxiety on this podcast, and I think people hate me. So, like, I need that reassurance from time to time. And that's really what I needed right there was for them to tell me, no, I'm not avoiding you. Uh, because, I mean, like, newsflash, I felt this with all of you guys at some point in time that you guys were avoiding me as well. So, it's just, it's how I am. It's my brain, and it's how I deal with it. It's how my brain likes to be mean to me. Um... And so, yeah, it was, uh, I talked to Tim about this a little bit on Saturday. I didn't talk to him too much about it. It was, we were at, we were at PAX and I was just, I had a lot going on. So it was just like part of the day. I was also a little, um, uh, overstimulated with everything going on and how loud it was that I was just like going with the flow for the most part. Plus your toe hurt because your ankle brace sucked. <laughs> my toe hurt. My ankle was hurting. Uh, I was just exhausted. And it was a lot. It was a long weekend. But yeah, it's for me mentally, things have been very rough lately. And I just want to, I wanted to know if you guys were open to talking about maybe, and it doesn't have to be your most recent lowest point, but maybe within the past year, a low point that you're comfortable talking about or something like that. So a point of vulnerability that you're, you're comfortable talking about. Obviously there might be things you don't want to talk about. No, thank you for sharing. Rich. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, it's, it's tough because like you, you I'll put it this way. So, we moved a couple months ago, uh, my wife and I, and, and my daughter moved to a new house and process has been like a complete roller coaster of emotions, uh, extreme highs, super high amount of excitement. Um, you know, candidly, when we put in an offer for this house, we were like, we're not going to get this house. Like, there's no way, uh, you know, the, the, we, the way the market was and all that. And then we got it and we were like, Oh my God, we're gonna, we have new house we got it um and uh and then we go through the process and like there's there's you know a couple things that come up on the inspection and we're like either okay we can get it fixed or like hey this is just you know an inherent thing that's 
up with the house, you know, it's, it's an older house, you know, this is just the way it is. And we're like, all right, that's fine. And, um, there have been multiple moments with the house. Like here's, here's what I'll say. There was a moment we were getting, um, you know, something done downstairs. We were getting, uh, some extra insulation put in down in the basement, like something that we knew going in, like, okay, this is not something that we have to, we can make them repair beforehand, but we want to get it done. Uh, when we move in. And so we get it repaired. Uh, and while they're getting it repaired, the guy's like, Hey, you've got a leak down here. And I'm like, what the a leak? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and, and looking, sure enough, there's a leak coming out of like a septic pipe down there. I'm like, great, terrific. Yeah. And it was just like all that stuff going on. I'm like at my job, at my desk, uh, downstairs. And I've got, you know, this, this leaking pipe within like three weeks of us moving in. And these guys are fixing something and it's like, we're already like, we're, we're stressed out because we're putting a ton of money, we put a ton of money into this house. We're putting money into the old house to get it ready to go on the market. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, this was stupid. This was because all I could <laughs> see was the bad shit. Like it's, it's the kind of stuff where like you go through the house and you go through the inspection, you go through uh, the initial process and you see all the, the, the great stuff about it. And almost exclusively the great stuff about it. And you, you look into it with, with, you know, you try to look at it with, uh, you know, a critical eye and, and try to make a, you know, make a decision with your heart as much as your, your, your head. Um, but you see most of the good stuff. And then the moment you're there for a couple of weeks and a couple of months, you start seeing, oh, that, that door's a little bit off, you know, or like, oh, that this, this is a little bit weird. This thing's a little bit weird. And that becomes all you start seeing. And that's what ultimately led to me becoming very vulnerable and very down was just me thinking of all the disastrous stuff where I'm like, well, the pipes, this pipe was leaking within a few minutes. Like what if something else goes wrong? What if there's a crack in the back of the foundation? What if there's uh, you know, so the X, Y, or what, what if the, this thing's falling apart? What if this, the, the, and I just, you know, start catastrophizing and it was paralyzing me, frankly, during the day. It was, it was something where like, I was not, productive during the day because I was just thinking about all the stuff that needed that I thought needed to be done to this place. And what the, the reality of the situation is considerably less, considerably less severe than what I was making it out to be, but I was within my own head and I was like, Oh my God, we bought this house and we thought it was gonna be a great place to raise our daughter. And now we, you know, we're just gonna be putting money into this thing repairing. Cause we made a bunch of, of repairs and upgrades right up front. I'm like, is this all it's going to be? We're just throwing money into this and we're not gonna be able to afford to send Jordan to college. And we're not going to be able to, it just keeps going and going and going. And at a certain point, uh, I, yeah, I've, I've been bringing up periodically my concerns to my wife and she was like, look, it's not as, it's not that big of a deal. The, this thing that you're bringing up is not big of a deal. This repair that you bring up is not big of a deal. We'll get it. We'll get it solved. And eventually, at a certain point, I just laid it out for him. Like, look, I'm really having a problem. I'm really having a problem. Like, I, I don't. I think I'm manifesting up worries with this house. And she's like, I think you're having intrusive thoughts. And I think the next time you talk to your your doctor, your therapist, just bring it up. Maybe it might be worthwhile for a short period of time to go on some medication. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, like that might be a good idea for a little bit. And uh, and so therefore I go on the, 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 the telegram and I'm feeling a little less anxious during the day and things have calmed down significantly and things have also settled down with the house. And just like, it's now a place where we can just live. That was the other part of it too. Is like, it wasn't just that like, oh my God, I'm looking at all the imperfections now that, you know, you don't notice when you're first breezing through the house. 
but also we weren't unpacked and our stuff was just in piles and the place didn't feel like home because we just moved in there and nothing was up, nothing was built. And now that we've been here for three months, we're like, I'm down here in this basement. I'm like, I freaking love this room. I could spend all my time in this room. Uh, my daughter's got a playroom that she freaking loves. The backyard looks good. Like it, it, it feels like home now. And it didn't then. And it was the combination of just seeing all the stuff that we're like, uh, that could be like not catastrophic things that need to be changed right now. But like, yeah, one day I'll get to that. But like it was, all you saw was the the imperfections because that's all you were seeing. And that's what that's all I decided I was going to see for a little bit. So that is a very long spiel to say that <clears throat> I love our new house, but <laughs> the immense amount and just the, the, in between being, we were between, I was between two houses cause I was getting the old house ready. So I go and work from home at the old house so that I could let, you know, the handyman in or the painter in or something like that to get the old house ready to go on the market. Um, it was just a, a huge amount of upheaval and I just didn't feel settled at all. I, I think I told my wife at one point, I was like, I don't feel like anywhere is a place I can just settle down right now. Like nothing's unpacked. We don't have anything set up at the the old the new house. The old house is empty. So when I go there for work during the day, it was like a folding table. The the router modem combo that Tim and his friend graciously loaned me so I could work from home at the old house. <laughs> but it was just like a solitary folding table. I think it was in fact the one that we used to record Brose back in the day. Uh, and my laptop in a barren room, <laughs> and that was it. And I was, and then I would go home to my house that was in complete chaos because we were still unpacking. And you know, unpacking is slow when you've got a you know a full time job and a one year old. And it just everything felt like it was an upheaval. So I felt it, I felt very vulnerable then. I felt very vulnerable and very inadequate. I'll put it mm-hmm. that way. Uh, and that has calmed down considerably through a combination of just working through it, uh, a little bit of help from, from medical professionals and a lot of support from my, my family and my wife in particular. And also mm-hmm. my daughter who was much more resilient during this whole process than I was. So <laughs> uh, big thumbs up to her. Yeah. I got you. My, my um, <clears throat> My vulnerability, I, I actually have two, and one I didn't think about until I started listening to Matt, um, because uh, you, you were talking about like you only see the negative after that point. When, when we first moved in um, to our apartment, it's like, cool, <laughs> after several six months of uh, not staying with other people, Thank you, the McAndrews. Thank you, Perosis. Love you guys. Super helpful. Super helpful. Super super thankful. Wouldn't have been able to move back north uh, if if not for their generosity and help. Um, and as much planning as was put in, but yeah, I guess I'll do my first one. As much planning that was put in, um, I was fully not expecting. I was three, four months to find a full-time job. New year, new budget. Everyone's still coming back from the holidays. I figured three, four months. When it started turning into five and six, it's like, oh. Even with my part-time job, my full-time cheapy job of Wawa, um, we do not have enough money coming in to not run out of money. So I definitely was... 
it's like cool 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 uh i'm the reason we moved to north carolina i'm a significant part of why we came back uh i thought i planned all this out and uh everything is my fault fuck 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 um it was not a great space not a great time uh i'm glad we had plenty of friends part of moving back north was so that i had a support system again (laughs) um um getting to talk with you guys regularly if even if we didn't talk about that specifically but having paul and jenna um chrissy and glenn or or just have having people around or getting to see tim uh bulger or getting to see dave um I see anybody else? Yeah, I guess Troutman. We <laughs> I guess we can include Troutman there. Oop. But like having people here to actually talk to, and like it's like cool. I get to feel human again. But then when going back to not my house and living in someone else's home at the grace of them, and still a lack of much like Matt said, I you don't have a place that's just that you can just exist. And even though, yes, physically they had space for us, it's like, yeah, but it's not my space. This is space I'm borrowing from you. So very much had that problem and at least twice just full on broke down and cried uh, to Martha about it. Um, so like, and really there wasn't much I could do about that, which was really unfortunate because it's like, well, you should go see a therapist. It's like, I'm running out of money i don't have medical insurance because of you know all of the other things and needing my money to go to surviving and paying said bills so that's not an option but also i need a fucking job um so that didn't particularly help so uh getting on the other side and it's like cool i have a home it's it's an apartment um it's much more densely populated apartment than I've lived in since college, but it's a home. Uh, and then it turning into, yeah, it's our space. And then it turning into, okay, well, how do we make this space livable? We need, we need a solution for this, spend money. We need a solution for this, spend money. There's multiple things that it's just like, is this tedious and frustrating? Yes but I don't have the money for it right now. Like I don't have the storage options for this. So it was kind of like trying to prioritize that. Um, and the entire time, uh, I love Martha. She, but if, if she has a complaint, she will let you know, uh, multiple times. So when we did, when we would see other people, uh, the, the physical line that would make me laugh out loud and then eventually start an argument was, my only complaint. And I would literally laugh out loud before she finished her sentence. And she's like, what? I was like, your only complaint? Because she literally never stopped. Like, there was a complaint about everything. And it's like, yes, are there things wrong? Do we not have this? It does one floorboard in the kitchen, like, slide out of place? And then it's just, oh, that's the substrate of the floor. Yes, does our washer and dryer kind of suck? Yes, but also you don't do the wash. Shut the fuck up. Um, <laughs> and it's like I understand that you have complaints and things that are issues, but if you are not going to not going to be part of the process of trying to solve them, not do anything about them, or just blow them out of proportion of how important they are, 
please stop. And we had that conversation. She's like, why, why? I don't understand why that's funny. And it's like, I mean, it's, it's either I make, I laugh about it or I'm going to get mad about it. Yeah. Which would you prefer? You get, you got to play Like we've got like now like a, okay, next year we're going to do this to the house in two mm-hmm. years. We're going to do this in five years. We're going to do this. Once Jordan's out of daycare, then we're going to do this because then we'll have money. <laughs> to do it yeah like you you, you, you you say you prioritize it like yeah you got a sliding board in your in your in your apartment you can see the subfloor underneath all right fine like you make deal with that you got a window that lets in water or yeah maybe you got to get that fixed now uh you got to caulk that now but uh but like you, you you prioritize like every whether you're renting or owning like it's pretty much just a a constant state of like all right what's the next thing on the the agenda and how quickly does it need to be done like, yeah, like we definitely need storage in our bathroom, and it's mm-hmm. like getting good storage for the bathroom of all the things that we need in there. It's like 150 bucks. It's like I don't really have 150 bucks to spend on that. Do we have a tote that we could just pile stuff on, and it's like not on the floor? Yes, cool. That's it. That that's our current storage solution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a giant black and yellow rubber main container with stuff piled on top of it. Yep. Um, and 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 it's fine, but also part of the conversation. Um, and her frustration, which I didn't understand at that point, um, because she had never voiced it. She's like, but why are we spending money on this? Why are we spending money to customize this current space if we don't even know how long we're going to be here? And it's like, well, we both agreed that we're going to be here until we buy a house, which is at least two years. So it's not I'm solving this convenience for the next year. It's I'm I would like to solve the like make my house livable or my home yeah. livable for the next minimum two years, if not longer. Not every um, purchase has so, to be an investment. Sometimes you just want correct. to make your you're living in a place. Yeah, and it's like she and well, we already have this. We already have this. And it's like okay, well, that's going to be sold because we can no longer utilize that thing. So now we have this and blah blah. blah. Well, what if we needed the next house? It's like, nope. That's that's how we get hoarding. Both of our parents do that. Let's not do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. But it, it was it was a conversation, and it was very much a just seeing the negative things. But um, yeah, sometimes you just gotta cry and laugh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Amen. But also John. therapy. <laughs> and that too. Yeah, Sean, that an emotionally emo- a vulnerable moment you've had recently, or uh, yeah. So I, um, as we talked about before, everything I was in a really bad place very recently to the to the extent that I went to my psychiatrist, and one of the things that got me to do that was that I saw a video of myself. I think two years ago i think it was during the pandemic like during like 2020 i think or maybe 2021 and at that point i was so depressed like so bad for like a long time and it caused a lot of issues and it was just that that was the lowest point in my life however uh this I was watching this video recently of that time and I just did not recognize myself. It was just like, I was like fully flat, like not engaged at all with what was going on. And it was 
my birthday. I was just like fully out of it. And it was like scary to me. I was like, I don't like, I could feel myself getting to that point again. And I'm like, I can't, I can't do that again. Like that's Mm -hmm. not fair to me. That's not fair to Mary and my kids. Like I can't. So like, I have to do something, which is like, you know, so it was just, I saw, I haven't, it's, I haven't been at my worst recently, but I saw myself at my worst and it scared me enough now with the reality of that to make some, uh, make some moves, do what's good for me, which is, Mm -hmm. you know, go, go to the doctor, which is something that's, I think for me, hard to do. Yeah. I did. And I'm feeling better. So, you know, win, win, win. Yeah. Everybody wins. That's a, that's a win, win, win scenario, not just a win, win scenario. Yeah. Everybody, every, everybody wins. Everybody wins. Even the negotiator, because the negotiator successfully negotiated a win, win scenario. Exactly. Yeah. And knowing that you went through that, like, as a, as a third party to the whole thing, is a, makes it a really a win, 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 win kind of situation. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I feel like yes, I've won yes. just hearing that. I'm piling wins on wins yeah. on wins, baby. Yeah, <laughs> just dubs, just stacking dubs, stacking dubs, dubs yeah. to the ceiling. And it, uh, I, 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 I feel like at least with my scenario, like I, I said, like I'd reached out to them and I was like, hey, I feel like you're avoiding me and blah blah blah. Like that is growth on me because it used to be that I would just leave it and just let it stay. And mm-hmm. so, like, I feel like I did good, but I definitely should definitely should should be seeing a therapist um but it's hard it's making that first step it's yeah and i keep making excuses of a lack of privacy and um like i personally for me i don't want to do texting with a therapist i would much rather talk to them on the phone but i don't have anywhere to actually sit and be private in my house and talk to them because the walls are thin and people are going to hear me get a white noise machine uh, that's that's that's. Where <laughs> you do what I did? For that a could while, work. Go in your car. That's how I got. Yeah, I mean, just go into my car uh-huh. and do it on the phone. Yeah, yeah. For a long time. Um, you were gonna say something to him? Nah. Well, I'll bring it up offline. Okay. Uh, um. But yeah, does anybody else have anything they want to say about that? Because uh, I have one more thing to say about it, if you guys don't. But I want to end it with that, with my last thing. All you, bro. Now you guys understand why I started with a dragon deck story. No, no. <laughs> not okay. Not helpful. <clears throat> no. I I wanted I wanted to start with lightness before I got to super heavy. Oh, okay. And and now I yeah no, but I mean you, you could have gone with any story for the lightness. Instead, you decided <laughs> to go with the dragon dick story. Did you guys not laugh at the dragon dick story? I mean, I really I did. tried not to. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely it's laughed funny. at it. It's a funny story. It's funny because the dragon's got a he's got a willy. He's funny. <laughs> dragon's got a wiener. It's like it just a, looks like a wiener. It's like Norm Macdonald's Burt Reynolds. Like it's funny because it's. Bigger than a regular hat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Tim, did you uh, manifest up a question yet? I did. Um, 
give me just a second because good question rich thank i realized i've been ignoring yeah. somebody all day uh which is bad because it is for a planning purpose um mm. so real specific question this is, um, is martha's texting tim asking what he wants for dinner and it was from three <laughs> hours ago and he never got <laughs> oh, shit no it's it's D D related um okay. because you know nerds gonna nerd bro Mm-hmm. Uh okay, so if you needed to make uh, a bingo card for Brose of things that you thought might happen on the show, what what are some things that you would put on there? Um, paying attention. And- <laughs> well, yeah. I Bing. think yeah, I was gonna say that's free space, but no, free space. Free yeah, space. free space is free space. Uh, but the the reason this came up is. When we were, this for two reasons. One, at Mar- when Martha uh, wanted to go to Hershey Park for her birthday, uh, me, her and I, and Tim and Val uh, drove to Hershey Park. And on our way, I don't remember how it started. We were like, who wants to make a bingo card for shit that's going to happen while we're in Hershey Park? <laughs> and it was stuff like, Troutman's going to be late. Uh Val goes on a tangent about why licorice is the best car snack, uh, road trip snack of all time. Red or um, black? Oh, did I say licorice Twizzlers specifically? Uh, oh, I agree. Red or black? Red. No, black that's, uh, black the, if you have to ask the question, you're already wrong. <laughs> Fine. See, I, right, fine. I, I disagree. Black Twizzlers are Twizzlers are not the best car snack, period. Anyway, I disagree. Do. You're wrong. Twizz- <laughs> Twizzlers aren't gluten free, they're not the best car snack. Sucks to suck, Rich. They are. Um, <laughs> um, and a variety of other things. So uh, Tim gets a coffee, various things like that. So this this came up again uh, on our way to day two of PAX. Well, actually on day one of PAX, um, where we came up with a short form uh, bingo card, um, which we only did a three by three instead of like a full bingo. Uh, and it was we had Martha gets indecisive. Tim gaslights Tim. Uh, somebody's wearing a tea turtle shirt. Tea turtle, the company. Um, look him up if you're ever familiar. If mm-hmm. if you remember my T-shirt, that is uh, a bunny like mixing up cookie dough, and it says "Take uh, Merry Whiskmas." That's a tea turtle shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see a D twenty on a shirt. Someone uh, personal dice appear, like someone brings out their own dice from their pocket. Uh, Charlie's nip falls out because Charlie was wearing some. <laughs> Uh, some real deep cut sleeveless shirts, which yep. look fucking great on him. So that was not that was not a detraction on him in any way, shape, or form. Charlie's friend looking fucking sub- awesome. Friend and question submitter of the show, Charlie Brown. Yeah, uh, rich doppelgangers because like literally as we were in line to pick up our card, our stuff from Will Call, uh, we saw like five guys that looked exactly like Rich. You, you, you get a fat guy with a beard; he's gonna look like me. <laughs> yeah, kind of. Um, so that was a quick one. <laughs> and then, and then the one, the, the last one, which I missed and Tim got, which is why Tim beat me because we decided you had to get all of them. Um, was Richie complains about someone parking in front of his driveway. Um, <laughs> because they, Martha and Tim saw you first and I was talking to someone else. By the time I got over there, you had already stopped talking about it. And then when I was about to start asking the question, Charlie showed up and I was like, fuck, I missed it. And at that same moment, Charlie's nip fell out and Tim wait, just goes, bingo. Wait, 
Did Bolger feed that question to get that bingo? <laughs> yes. Wow, I wouldn't have brought it up if he had. If so, I, I guess he. Brought, I guess he questioned. I don't remember. Rude. He did. He admitted it. He's like, yeah, I totally set it up and it, and got it to happen. Oh, rude. Um. So maybe this is oh, because it, I wasn't uh, at PAX. I'm not sure I'm following. Rich, did somebody park in front of your driveway? <laughs> somebody parked in front of my driveway. Wow. Uh, on, on Saturday. Uh, Rich two got people. Real mad. Two people. Matt, I know it's been a while, but that was the beginning of Rich's last question. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, um, uh, so what how would many be on your Sean bingo card? How many dicks right. Sean has? Or Sean's dicks in general? My dicks? I don't know. They, it's been a while they, since we brought they that don't, they don't come up. They don't come up very frequently. But We don't bring they, them yeah, up. Well, I mean, that's what happens when you get to be 35, Sean. But, I mean, yes. that's, that's, you that's bingo, though. Trails up and falls off. <laughs> no, you grow a third one. Oh shit! Uh, you have one Christ. per decade. Is it blue? Yes, <laughs> that's a problem, though. <laughs> you um, should get that looked at. Yeah, I have to figure that out. But that's a circulation issue. All right, Tim. Tim does an on-camera bit that no one listening understands. Tim, Tim, Tim dances or, or responds medium. visually to, in yeah. audio medium. Uh-oh. Mickey Mouse makes an appearance. Boy. That's a good one. That doesn't happen nearly as often anymore, but still a good one. Still happens. Uh, I disagree with Rich vehemently. Yeah. Matt uh, acts excessively dismissively towards something in nerd culture and then unironically goes on a 30-minute tangent about like the NFC Sports. Championship game from 2016. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh-huh. Um. Mm. Tim doesn't have a question. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's likely. Mm-hmm. Very likely. <laughs> uh, I mean, we, we do have to have yeah. those uncommon ones, like Matt ran a marathon. Matt brings up a marathon. It's been jazz. a bit since I brought up the marathon. Jazz. <laughs> jazz. Someone jazz. jazz. Matt, Matt likes jazz. Yeah, I'd bring it I back. also enjoy jazz. jazz. Yeah. Um, Coheed and Cambria. Oh, Coheed would be. A Coheed's good one. a very Coheed. Coheed doesn't have to come up pretty much every every session. Baldur's Gate. <laughs> Bald, this is the first time Baldur's Gate just came up. Yeah, but it was no, like no, seven that's not true. Episodes. That's not no, true. We brought episode, we, we brought it we brought it up um, when we were talking about the cross. Somebody oh. getting real mad about the fact that you could choose your pronouns. In Starfield, and I correct, mentioned correct, but we also can. And you're like, no one complained yeah. about Baldur's Gate, so were, we yeah, did yeah. bring it up. There were we like did five bring it up straight episodes where Baldur's Gate came up. No, you're talking about Starfield, and there was only two episodes of Starfield. Well, they're very similar. Yeah, but we bought you. we brought up Baldur's Gate in comparison of that show and had a conversation about the overlap or lack yeah. thereof of the audience. So but, it was brought up. Shush. Technically. Oh, I, Rich gets technical about but his I'm, I'm say, question. But you guys yeah. are saying that Sean's dicks can't be on there, and we bring up Sean's dicks more often than twice. Because there's two of them. Not in the last six months. He's got three now. We just went over this. <laughs> right, yeah. Right, mm-hmm. three. Three beans. Yeah, yeah Rich uh, armchair lawyering, I think, would be on there for sure. Yep, yep. Any other anything else on the on the Brose Bingo card? 
No, I can't think of any right now. Mm-mm. I'd have to go back. Mm. Definitely wasn't thinking. Yeah, I got nothing. Ooh, I, I would like a silence at the end of a question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's being like crickets. Any uh-huh. other thoughts? Any other hmm. thoughts? Any other and thoughts? Or, or, or uh, Tess cut that. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt asked Tess to do something. And Tess, in her That's infinite good. role as editor, not only edits the show, but also like does a great job with an editor's eye on like what which one of Matt's requests is she actually going <laughs> to listen to? And it's usually one out of 10, but the one that she actually listens to is like, okay, there's a good reason that you listen good to call. this one. Good call. Good call that you did what Matt did on this, this one request. <laughs> and then the other nine she ignores, which is fine because they're usually, they're the drunken ramblings of a madman. I mean, they're, they're like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if you put a song under Tim and then she doesn't do it. <laughs> and which is, which is the correct thing to do because with the thir- 10,000 foot perspective, tents could go, that's a stupid suggestion. Why would I listen to that? <laughs> yeah. For the sure. infinite wisdom of Tess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to call it a night on this one session. Then we're going to come back and do another episode. What do you guys think? Let's oh, do yeah. it. Okay. Okie dokie. Bros A podcast available on all major podcasting platforms. Uh, and you can follow us on all manner of social media accounts, including but not limited to, actually it is limited to these, uh, Erx, uh at Brose underscore podcast, Facebook at Brose podcast, or Instagram at Brose underscore podcast. Uh, and of course, if you have a question that you want us to answer on the air, you can email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. Huge thanks as always to Mary O'Brien for compiling our listener questions and best of luck on your new podcast. Uh, to Tess Riley for editing our show. To Shannon Vogel, who designed our world-famous logo. You can find Shannon's work at the Vogel Art Shop on Facebook or at her storefront on Etsy.com. And our theme music is the song When by Stephen Siebert. You can listen to Stephen's work at the Free Music Archive. It's time for Handles and Plugs. Rich, we'll start with you. Uh, check me out on uh, X at B underscore Walnuts, and then you can find me on twitch.tv slash B underscore Walnuts, where I'm video game streaming Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Sunday. You can also check out PodQuest, the weekly nerdy talk show, where I believe this week is the final week. Uh, we'll be talking about our best ofs, worst ofs, most anticipated ofs next year, this year, blah, blah, blah stuff. So check it out. How are you, Sean? Uh, you can find me on X, formerly Twitter, at hey, it's SOB. And you can find me throwing frisbees at OB Disc Golf pretty much everywhere. How about you, Tim? You can find me on Fika Twitter uh, at Tim R. Hansen. Uh, trying to win tech shit, laughing at Matt's jokes, occasionally laughing at Bennett's jokes when I understand them. Um, and yeah, that's about it. I don't do much on Twitter. You can follow me on X at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. My plug for this week, I'm just going to shout out my friends and, uh, family, especially, uh, my, my, my in-laws and my mother. Uh, as I've, I've from the time we recorded this about six days ago, I fractured my ankle. It sucks. Uh, but, uh, and so I've been mostly off my feet, uh, for the last six days or so, not able, not an ideal time to be, uh, not on your feet after, you know, trying to unpack a house, trying to get set up for the holidays and everything like that. 
gotten a lot of support from my uh, my in-laws who have come over, taking care of some house stuff for us, helped my wife out, taking care of my daughter. My mother came over, watched my daughter for a little bit last week, uh, which allowed me to sit um, angrily on the couch with my foot in a boot watching the Eagles get their fucking ass kicked by the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> and being womp, like, womp. well, I can watch this or I could get up. No, I can't. I can't get up and do anything right now. Uh, so I just sit here and watch Brock Purdy just act like he's Joe Montana. Uh, but I want to thank uh, my 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 mother and my, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law for giving us a lot of help over the last couple of days uh, while I have been essentially laid up, uh, you know, helping us out. We really do appreciate that, so. That's it. Go team. And my wife and of course my wife, who is taking on like twice as much house stuff now because I can't be on my foot for more than like ten minutes at a time before I just be like, ah. Oh. So thank you to her as well. Love you. Say goodbye to the gentle listeners, everyone. Bye. Bye. Toodles. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire action moves team. Moo. Moo. My name is Matt Jasnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid.